the meme. Chase that dream, not the meme. Chase that dream, not the meme. Welcome to Dreams Not Memes Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is another episode of Dreams Not Memes. Today, I'm here with my friend David, who's a musician from Mexico. David and I met via the Twitter sphere. I asked them if they wanted to talk to me uh, on the pod, and here we are talking. How's it going, David? Hey, it's all good, all good. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Anytime, anytime. So can you tell me a little bit about what area in Mexico you're from? I'm from San Luis Potosí, which is like the exact center of Mexico, mostly. Like uh, a pretty, well, not a pretty like renowned state. It's like one of those that people like certainly don't talk about and it's like not very important and there's like quite not a lot of things going on down here. Yeah, yeah. And and how did you get involved with music in your area, in your community? Well, actually my family has quite a, a lineage of teaching music. My grandma teaches piano, my mom teaches piano, and I think that it goes quite on uh, up from there. I don't remember exactly where it started. So I started learning piano pretty early on from since I was around two years old. So I have been practicing, well, piano since then. And also my dad like liked to collect, to collect CDs. So he would be most of the time playing music. Like, you know, all that kind of that rock, like Bon Jovi and stuff like that. So that's like where I kind of got my start. Like right. learning music and listening to a lot of music. I hear you, I hear you. And what type of music do you play and or listen to now? I play a mismatch of like, all going from like what would be known as indie rock. I don't know exactly what would be that, but like indie rock and more like alternative. I also dabble a lot with ska, with more like st jazzy stuff. Like, I don't like to be in a certain kind of gender. I just like to vary around, like do all of the things that I listen because most things that I listen are around those genres, like alternative rock, uh, emo, math, also a lot of indies, kind of some uh, hip hop, some jazz. Like, I don't like to like stay in one genre specifically, neither for playing or listening. I completely respect and resonate that. Like, as a musician myself, I'm the same way. Like, one record, it's folk punk. The next record, it's blues. So I, I, I really hear that. I really hear that. And what has it been like developing yourself as a musician in your community? It has been kind of weird, really, because growing up, I didn't knew a lot of musicians. Like, I actually didn't know any musicians, like, outside of another practicing piano people in my family. So it was like kind of an individual thing because I would just like stay practicing piano pretty much until I was like 10 years old. That was when I actually started figuring that I wanted to do music and a living. And I started like composing my first tunes and started dabbling with a lot of that. So it has been kind of a weird thing because only since like a few years ago, I started like seeing that there was a thing here. Because I don't know how is it in America, but I think that they're like the most indie scenes are not like quite that underground. I don't really know how it works there. But here is like, I, you don't really hear of any indie bands or any 
like shows or anything that isn't of like some high-end big artist so there's like no uh how do i say that there's like no concrete scene here so Mm -hmm. like one thing to be like playing shows and stuff like that is like pretty pretty hard because there's like no place for that unless you want to play like those bars that only have like cover shows of that rock bands yeah yeah no 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 i hear that i mean now there's no shows because you know covid oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, but like i would say like here in america like the underground scene is very creative and what i mean by that is like here in philly we have batting cages we had churches we played in basements i've I've been to shows where the basement flooded, so they played in the kitchen or the kitchen wasn't available. So we played outdoors in the backyard. So like, I know here in this city and and many other cities in in America, people are creative. Like, you know, I have a friend who uh, filmed a music video on a Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like, sky's the limit. Um, But I definitely understand how it could be hard because it's like, well, if my community or my scene's not here, where where do I even start? So, so I respect and hear that. Yeah, like I see that there's a lot like house shows or stuff like that uh, up there. And I have seen like a few uh, videos and documentaries like how bands like Modern Baseball got their start because a lot of the people in, well, just in the Philly area, in that case, like we're really supportive and we're inviting to shows and stuff like that. But here it's like, there's none of that. And if there is, it's like very, very uh, underground. Like it doesn't, you don't hear from shows happening or from like bands. Uh, you don't like really hear from anything like that. So it's like kind of hard. True, true. I definitely hear that. Let's take a quick break, uh, you know, and continue this conversation on Dreams Not Memes. Quick message. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Dreams.Memes. Please make sure to follow Dreams.Memes Podcast on your preferred streaming channel or on Instagram at Dreams.Memes Podcast. To support Dreams.Memes Podcast, feel free to contact me at daywithoutlove at gmail.com for advertising or sponsorship opportunities. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, now we're back. So can you tell me a little bit about what you would like to see in your community, you know, as an artist? I would like to see an actual community, like people sharing sharing their music, like joining to getting together for making like big shows or something like that. Like I I would like to see something like that, even burning not burning, boring, like, because I have known quite some bands, but they are all, like, scattered and doing their own thing, and they're, like, pretty, not antipathic, but are, like, pretty distant. So I would like to see, like, people 
together that I've had this idea for a while of starting to do that, starting to organize like maybe house shows and started inviting people or I even thought about starting like an indie level label, like kind of an Asian Mar Asian Man Records thing of like just people from your community to make like that community shine through in like the biggest scene because there's no no community here. True. <laughs> like you don't oh sorry. No, 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 no. I, keep going. Cause I'm liking where you're going and I and I have more questions. Oh, like a lot of the bands I know are just like doing their own thing or they just like exist for a brief moment before separating because never nothing came true of that. Or they just end up playing like covers to be able to play in a coffee shop or something. So I would just like to kind of help fuel something that could make not just my, my town, like the whole of, this, of the Mexican scene shine true. Because you really don't hear about a lot of indie bands from anywhere in the country. There's like a, a, quite a few indie, very small cassette labels that exist, but they like aren't like big. You don't really hear from them. Like, so I would like to see that becoming something actually, not just like some indie thing that exists but no one knows about it, unless you really want to get into that stuff. True, 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 and you know. I definitely resonate with that because, like, I, I interviewed uh, a few label owners that, like, exist. Like, I, I interviewed uh, uh, Philip from Z-Tapes, and I think he builds his community by interacting with people around the world and, you know, and, and pressing cassettes for them. And naturally, he's able to travel to different parts of, of the world and, and meet these different artists. And I'm not suggesting like, you know, leave your hometown, start traveling the world. Cause one that's expensive and it's not possible with COVID right now. Yeah. But I do think community building is all about one small step at a time and shouting out, you know, I want to do this thing. Someone else has to think the same way that I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was thinking of something like that. Maybe not traveling around the world like yeah. or something like that. But uh, a few months before the whole of this COVID thing happened, I was think I was bringing a few friends to organize a, a show that could never happen because of COVID, obviously. Mm. And I was thinking, like, you know, I have a few friends who, who have fans, so why not propose them to release an split or release something and put it on the internet and see where it goes and like promote it. So I had plans for something like that, but the whole of this COVID thing, like kind of crumbled it because obviously shows are not a thing now. And because everyone has to stay home, I haven't seen any of them or even talked to them in a long, long, long time. So I guess that there is kind of where this, the community being very scattered uh, shines through mm -hmm. because now there is like nothing a few people have like started things and shared it, but there's nothing like, oh, my friend is playing, my friend has this uh, song out, or my friend is going to do this on show on Instagram Live or something. There's uh, none of that. That's real, especially given the fact that you guys were doing this in person. Because granted, there's like Zoom calls and there's like digital shows. Like digital shows are building people together and remembering like, 
live music can like work, but it's not the same, especially when you're just getting started. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I have, I had this mate that wanted to do something like that. And there was like three people watching because he was, no one knew that he did that or no one was paying attention to that because, you know, it's not the same being like uh, Jeff Rosenstock say you're doing an Instagram live in 15 minutes, like being, I'm nobody really saying like, I will be doing an Instagram live that uh, it's yeah, quite a difference. No, no, that's that's real. And I, if I remember correctly, when this first started, Jeff Rosenstock did like a stream every day. Oh yeah, something like that, like yeah, for like crazy. two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is like really exhausting because like I don't even podcast every day, and I mean, and I do this via Zoom, so I completely cheers, cheers to Jeff if you're listening. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. There was also like one of the guys from AJJ. Yeah, yeah, that... AJJ, yeah. That he like almost every day, I think, yep. for a few months was doing that. And I think that he's still doing that, but a bit more scattered. Yeah. Have you watched any uh, Coping with Dystopia streams by any chance? Mm, no, really. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm part of Coping with Dystopia. And it's this collective of folk punk artists around the world that do charity shows every other Friday. At first, we were doing every Friday. And it just became too much, like we were burning out. Um, but we've had both AJJ and, and and Jeff Rosenstock play. So, I mean, obviously I can't help you in person, but if you would like to play, definitely hit me up and uh, we can make that happen. Oh, thanks. That would be actually awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so I also see that you have records. As, as a recording artist, what are some of your goals? I want to i don't want to ever like be on a level of playing stadiums or like being very known i that's not my thing i would like to be like of those those indie artists for example like jeff he's not a guy that fills stadiums but it's a guy that does like shows that are filled to the brim in not very big places that has like this very united community that supports him and listens to all the he releases but he's not like a humongous big uh, famous person just like a guy that does his thing isn't bothered by like paparazzi or a pressure of like having to sell a million records just a guy that does what he likes and uh, a lot of people like it i kind of want to have something like that you know like even if i if i manage to live of music I want to, I don't want it to be like a whole blown thing that stresses me. I just want it to be something fun for the rest of my life that I can do where I can project my feelings and emotions and what's happening uh, in the country. Like, I don't know, like just a small thing that I can live off, but never like blows up, just like be doing my thing, be able to live off it and that people listen to it. I hear that. I hear that. And and how is Mexico coping with with COVID and everything? As, as oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he sounds so sarcastic. <laughs> but no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You no, know, like I was talking with uh, with an American mate about that, and it's like there's a lot of similarities between our, our countries in how uh, COVID was handled. That for a lot of time, hospitals have been filled to the brim 
of people that hospitals are like have are full and it's like they're basically treating people in parking lots or in where we uh, held the because the hospitals are filled they have had to use the terrains of the carnivals to store people there oh wow like i think that the one in here is like half an hospital half an, a morgue because it's like it's really surpassing us and because I don't know if in America you have this thing that each state like reports a, a level, like red level, uh, green level, or yeah. yellow level, depending on how many people, uh, sick people are there. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. Like everyone calls it different. Like here in Pennsylvania, we have it red level, green level, yellow level, but uh, we, we, we pretty much have a code system. So yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, like here is like dependent on the state. So if uh, if the governor wants to change it, they can. So a lot of cities to stay like with business open and stay operating decided that for a lot of months to stay it like in a, a yellow alert where people can go out, business are open, but uh, schools aren't going and stuff like that. So because the government was so... Uh, focus and stay with the economy staying uh, going a lot of people just be became sick all of a sudden and corporations really didn't help because for example the corporation that has the, the starbucks franchise here decided to not give any sick pass for the employees so if they were sick they had to go to work so it would be like infecting the rest of their workers or they wouldn't pay that staying home months so mm -hmm. and also uh, we have like these daily reports where the uh, secretary of health will go on tv and say what's happening at the start that guy was just like oh there's no problem you don't have to wear a mask you just like go out nothing will happen and he has stayed like that for a few months actually like last month he went on holidays and there's photos of him not respecting any COVID guidelines. Wow. And if you hear, like, there's a, a huge sector of people that just, like, ignore it mm -hmm. or information can get to them because we have a whole sector of people that has no availability to internet and stuff like that. So, and the government isn't, like, getting the information through to everybody. So here, if you go to, like, downtown, you will see a lot of people not wearing the mask, wearing their normal lives. Or you will go to like, um, like the poorest parts of the city. I don't. I didn't want it to say it like that, but yeah, uh, like those people are not wearing masks, are out without any problem. I actually the twenty fourth of December had to be around the city for some uh, business. So going to like those uh, parts of the city where people was just like celebrating Christmas normally without masks, wow. big reunions. So yeah, it's kind of a problem. I think that we as a country just surpassed America and the number of uh, daily people we infected. Wow, that's crazy. And are you close to Mexico City? Like when you say the city? And uh, no, I'm, well, if we had a, a Mexico map, I would be like in the death center uh, Mexico City would be like just far off 
and not okay, a lot. Gotcha. Like okay. it's like if you go in car, it's like four hours away from here. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's crazy. And I mean, like, it just seems that no matter what's happening, people just aren't listening. And and I look at it as an artist, like you know, musician, musician. I want people to listen so we can get back to in-person shows. And I don't mean that from a selfish perspective, but I really mean it because we're being affected and we're not the only industry being affected by it. You know, a lot of people are being affected by it. Oh yeah. Like there's like a lot of people in the restaurant business or like uh, owners of small businesses that can't just survive without going out there and working. True. True. Like, I have a friend that his whole family stick was they had like a, a garden to organizing events. I don't know how that's called there, but like an urban farming community. No, like they they rented a place to have parties in. Oh, so like Airbnb? Yeah. Well, kind of because here, if if I told you that the literal traduction of the term, it would be garden, but I don't know how okay. to how you say, but. Their whole stick was renting that for parties, mm-hmm. and because of COVID, a lot of people actually uh, had to, they had to keep working on that because we no choice because it's their their daily their money to eat, and they like have had to start selling things outside of churches because people are going to churches normally and they don't have any choice. Like yeah, it's kind yeah, it's pretty bad for a lot of sectors, a lot of people, on a lot of that work on a lot of things, yeah. True, 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 true. So while like, you know, your environment like in Mexico is like much, much like, you know, it is here in America when it comes to COVID, are you working on writing any records right now? I have like, uh, I think that almost every musician in the world where it was like July and say, oh, um. I'm done with this. I'm going to write a COVID record, and surely, by the time I finish it, the, this whole thing will be will have ended. And I did write a couple of songs about like COVID, and mm-hmm. uh, because I was like very angry because I saw friends and people that I knew like going out with no no consideration for other people really. So I did that, but then a whole a list of how do we say it? Uh, not very good events happened that led that record to be unfinished to this date. True, true. I hear that. Like, I, that. I did like a couple of songs about COVID and when I listened back to them, was like, oh yeah, I really don't like this. Then my guitar kind of broke down so and I haven't been able to fix it. So it's like a lot of things that haven't, I haven't been able to finish that record. True, that's completely real. And I definitely hope that like you're able to get back in your your feet with the things that like you know set you back because I think sometimes which what's interesting about records is not just the record itself, but the things that you go through to make that record. Oh yeah, totally the history around it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this has definitely been a really good episode of Dreams Not Memes and learning about your ambitions to build a community. Uh, your interests to like expand different genres and your life in Mexico. Uh, do you have any th- anyone that you like to give a shout out to? Well, I just want to give like a shout out to. <laughs> There's a lot of people that I would like to give a shout out to, but just like 
musicians that keep doing their thing and that have released records in this quarantine because I think that without music, life is pretty much impossible. And a lot of, I think that most of us have like relied on music to keep like fighting and surviving through it because yeah, it's have, this have been a pretty hard couple of months. Mm-hmm. So to have like that emotional sustained is like have been pretty, pretty, pretty important. It's very valuable. It's very valuable. Well, thank you for your time. This has been great. Thank you for inviting me. Anytime, anytime. Hi, this is Brian from A Day Without Love. Thank you for listening to Dreams Not Memes. I just want you to remember, your dreams matter. If you'd like to support this podcast, email at daywithoutlove at gmail.com for donation information, or follow me for weekly episodes. Thank you for listening and joining my journey. Have a good day.